This episode of Good Sheilas is brought to you by Marching Bambino, an eco-friendly collection of adorable wooden instruments for kids. Or grown-ups with tiny hands. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Marching Bambino is an Australian business owned and run by a sensational Melbourne mum who understands that kids want music to grow and parents want toys that aren't plastic landfill. Follow Marching Bambino on Instagram, and for the month of December, they are offering 20% discount to Good Sheila's listeners, so just apply GS20 at checkout. Now let's march on, Sheila's! Fun fact about Claire. When she was a homeowner, she was so excited that she bought herself a drill and a hammer and decided to install floating shelves. Because I'm a carpenter. (laughs) And she just (laughs) took these tools to the walls and smashed a million holes in them and not a shelf came to life. (laughs) I only lost a little bit of money on that apartment. Just a wee bit. Hello and welcome to Good Sheilas, the podcast that will turn your stomach and warm your heart as we reflect on what makes all of us tick. Wait, wait, sound about. I'm Bron, a Melbourne comedian. <laughs> and I'm Claire, a human rights lawyer. And we're longtime friends, short-time mums and lifetime dickheads. Each episode we tackle something in the media as well as something in life that's kicked us in the gut. So strap yourselves in, mongrels, and get ready for Good Sheilas. G'day, mate. Hello. I can feel like this one. I'm never going to stumble on a word. Ever, ever, ever. Never. No, 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 no. Remember that time we tried to talk about the um, German Prime Minister (laughs) and we called her, I called her Angelica, Angelina, and you were like, it's Angela, and it's neither of those. It's Kevin. (laughs) It's it's Kevin Rudd. He's done so well. good such a good politician no one comes to this for any level of anything really would you can you imagine if someone gave us the responsibility some can money? you educate <laughs> so funny idiots idiots can you teach us about something important can, like germany can you be like a teacher to the next generation or a lawyer of human rights <laughs> idiots oh my god the universities we went to Need to be shut down. They do. The country needs to be shut down. Angela, what are you doing? (laughs) Where are you? So, mate, next Friday, what are you doing? I'm moving, Claire. I'm moving. To the beautiful state of Queensland. Yes, it's called either some some number plates say the Sunshine State, another one say the Smart State. Ah, some of them say the Racist State. Shout out to my friends in Queensland. The mental state. I don't know why they have such different things. Like, what's Victoria? It's like the green state or the... I have no idea. Yeah, I can't remember what Victoria is, but it doesn't matter. It's interesting that Queensland has two, have two different ones. The sunshine state makes sense. Quite nice. The smart state... Seems a little it's smart. An outright lie. <laughs> but also, why did they do that? I don't know. Like, when I think of Queensland, I know heaps of super smart Queensland people. Why did they, why do they insist on having such a, like, an overt statement? Is it spelled S-M-A-T? Smart. Smart. We're smart. We're smart. But I don't, like, if Victoria had it, you'd be like, you smart piece of shit. And it would feel really gross if it was us, because it's Queensland, it's like, oh. Really sweet. 
it's like when a five-year-old tries to count to 30 and you're like they, they skip numbers they stuff it up and you're like that's so good yeah, okay they should have not done that again you know heaps of smart people from new zealand not one from queensland <laughs> No, but it is, it's just weird. It's like I say, like, the best state. Yes. The kings. The skinniest state. (laughs) The richest. That's my state. It isn't. It isn't. And so, Claire, how have you been going this week? What's your week been like? Oh, mate, just, you know, we're we're out of lockdown. And so I've been to pubs. I've been to Mm. cafes. I've been clubbing, dropped a bunch of pingers. (laughs) You definitely (laughs) haven't. I didn't do that. I did go to the gym, though. Oh, wow, to a gym. To a gym, yeah. Oh, wow. When I did a reformer Pilates class. Oh, I love those yeah, ones. Yeah, it was really fun. I felt long and lean and agile like a ballerina, and then I looked at the mirror and I was none of those things. Oh, you feel so rich and I white know. when you do those classes. I, it's such the whitest, richest place in the world. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite terrible in reflection. Yeah, so I went to one when, so when Olive and Edie quite small, Olive was, I don't know where she was, but Edie was about two and I was like I'm going to get rich and white and I'm gonna bring my pudgy two-year-old with me because she'll respect that decision and so I went to a reformer Pilates class and I said to the lady you don't mind if she's here she'll just sit there because she was the easy one and she would have just sat. let's set the scene because this is the same place I went to oh it is like blonde wood paneling blonde mm. wood women yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> everything is just glowy there's like some gorgeous. succulents or yeah. some like really decorative plants and the curtains are like oatmeal linen mm. you know mm. like the, the hand soap is Aesop but not really because they kept the bottles and then put like palm oil <laughs> I do that but, you know I definitely you're do fancy that. lady and that and the um and the woman definitely the instructor definitely has an accent and who knows where it's from but i have a feeling her name's angela her name is angela kevin <laughs> french Merkel, She's doing well germany so i said to angela angela huge huge career change yes <laughs> but besides the point Edie's going to be here. She's fine. She's a really good, like, two-year-old. And I've I've never seen a two-year-old do anything wrong, so this will be fine. She was like, absolutely, I don't care. And then we did the class, and then at the end of the class, when everyone was, I don't know, de- like, t- detaching themselves from these enormous machines, I look around and I just see all of these women looking quite shocked, waiting for the next class. I was like, oh, that's weird. I should have worn my clothes. <laughs> <laughs> you never seen a naked woman? I'm blonde and wooden. <laughs> And then I got, I got, I got up and I walk over and I think, oh, maybe they're just really amazed to see such a well-behaved two-year-old and, and such a rich white woman. That's the richest, whitest woman I've ever seen. Look at her walk to us. Is she made of wood. Her lips are so stiff. She must be rich. I'm moving to the smart state. <laughs> I said to, I walk around and I look at Edie and then I have noticed that she's taken one of my whiteboard markers out of my bag and she has drawn everywhere oh all my over God. You know, this white white wood and this uh, wood it is what everything is just covered in horrible two-year-old scribbles oh and she has gosh. the marker on her face which is like sucked <laughs> on the marker like everything i thought she wouldn't do she did and i look at these women my face was so bright red and these women were like that's really bad <laughs> i was like shut up angela and I was like, oh, my God. And I had no idea what to say. The angler oh. fin- like, finally came around and looked at it and was like, oh, no. I was like, I'm so sorry. Are you the owner? She was like, no. 
you're going to have to contact the owner yourself because I don't want to do that. So I had to contact the owner and be like, I've ruined your Pilates class. I never went back. Angela, from one rich white woman to another, please understand. Understand my struggles. So I've never come back to her form as Pilates, but I liked it. Did you like it? I did. I did. It felt weird. It felt weird to sweat in public. It felt weird to make eye contact with other people. I didn't know when to take off my mask. It was, but it was never, really, <laughs> never. Um, but it was really nice. It was lovely, and I'm never going again. But did you take? Can you take your mask off in reformer Pilates? You can take it. The, the guidelines are weird. They're like once it's uncomfortable to do so, That's you may take off your mask. And like, is it uncomfortable? What is comfort? I need yeah. parameters, Dan. And how does the police do that? You can <laughs> look uncomfortable. You're not a rich white woman. <laughs> Get out of here. Put that mask back on. <laughs> no, I didn't. it was just strange. The whole vibe was strange. But yeah, I don't think I'll go back because it's twenty dollars a session, yeah, it's really and I am dear. not made of money. Yeah, it's really dear. Yeah. Really dear. All wood. All wood. Turns out all white. All women. <laughs> you shouldn't go. But I hear they've got beautiful art on they their walls. Do. Very stylish. Oh my god. So you are transitioning from Victorian to Queenslander. You're yeah. transitioning from homeowner to home renter plus yeah. landlord. Yeah. How does it feel? Yeah, good. So we own our house, well, not own, the bank owns very much so, our house in Melbourne. Um, but to get that house... Uh, we had to go through obviously real estate agents who at the time, this was a few years ago now, just, just kissed our feet and they, um, you know, they would never screen our calls. They would be calling. They would like, you know, uh, they would send us like little gifts in the mail. They would laugh way too loud at my very, not very hilarious jokes (laughs) at that time. I was like, is the house ours? And they're like, Bron, you're crazy. Yes, it is. It was just, it made, they were too, it was too much. I hated dealing with them because they sucked up so much and now because we're just going to Queensland for we we reckon a year we're just renting for a year up there Mm. and the difference between dealing with real estate agents when they're trying to sell you something and dealing with real estate agents when they're just renting you a house is so huge and I'd forgotten about it until now and I'm so annoyed it is it is so it's been the norm for me for a while now as part from that sleeve when i bought a an apartment off the what is what was it called off the wood off the structure <laughs> oh off the plan, plan. Off the, a very good decision everyone should do it and then smash and then every smash wall. the wall in and <laughs> sold it for four dollars <laughs> fifty oh god remember that it was so tiny it was so oh, and it yeah, looked it onto cute. a Look, and it came out yeah, old people's home. Old people's home, which is cute. great. I love, I, I love that. Could have looked onto worse things. It could have looked on reformers Pilates, exactly. Um, and um, anyway, so that was that was a while ago now, but I've been renting ever since. And yeah, they just they don't care that you give you give them your money, and then they give you nothing. It's so much money. There's actually not that much difference between renting, and like how much money you pay rent, and how much you pay in mortgage. So this place is twenty five hundred dollars a month, which is a lot of money. And it's a lot of money that you get. Not, they're not going to give no, it back to you in a sec. No, we'll hold this it's too. just gone forever, forever, forever and ever and ever. And everything is broken. Mm. The front light is broken. The light in the room here is broken. The heater and the fan in the bathroom are broken. It's all very bad. The yeah. dishwasher is broken. Yeah, the wood is moldy and falling apart. It is a gorgeous place. And I've emailed them, and they're like, oh, "We don't care." 
Yeah, it's really it's. I don't know if it's particularly bad, but it's, it's so bad. I think it's particularly normal. Yeah, that's the thing. I so think normal. it's particularly normal. I um, like. I know that you've had to borrow some of our tools. I don't know what happened to your drill and hammer. <laughs> Did you just chuck them in the wall? <laughs> Did you? Absolutely no idea. <laughs> There's a court order. <laughs> I don't know. And you've had to borrow some of our things to, like, like fix the fence yeah. so your kids don't escape. Yeah. And um, it's just, I'm like, why can't your landlord fix that? It's And you're like, no, no, he just won't. Yeah, he does want, like, I've emailed them. They just don't care. But this, like, we were talking before this episode about the system itself and the fact that you can't buy unless you have a bagillion dollars yeah. in deposit. And I do not have a bagillion dollars. No. And most people who have a bagillion dollars have it because their parents have gifted it to them so it's just intergenerational wealth right that's right or you have sogged and sogged and saved and saved because you're savvy which is really unusual because they don't teach financial literacy in schools it's like you know what you need to know about algebra you need to learn about horse riding but not how to pay your taxes and save money. No, I wouldn't have attended those classes anyway. To I be... did it all the time. <laughs> we, I've never been delivering this from my horse. I've never ridden a horse and I really want to. Uh, I would like to see that. <laughs> you would have liked to see. I went, I went to Apollo Bay last week and I boogie boarded. Yeah, that's for children. <laughs> that's not a grown up activity. That's really fun. And I also tried to stand up paddle boarding. And oh my god, they ate dirt. Oh my god, like like Cameron Diaz. Like Cameron Diaz, only through the surf. It's very Mm. difficult. I ate dirt, I ate shit. (laughs) It was magical. And the first thing I thought after a particular terrible wave dumped me was like, Brom would have paid money to see that. So much money. I'd give up my house. Sand in my titties, sand in my nose, I bumped my head. I love watching people get dunked because when they come out of the water, they just look so unwell. And their hair's all in their face and they're like snots coming out and they're coughing and splashing and they're hoping so much that no one saw it. But there's still waves coming and they still have to handle them and not die. And usually there's like a tit out or like like a fanny flap. (laughs) This is great. I'm born for the beach. I can swim. Cameron Diaz. I can't swim. I'll say that point. So I love that you did something that only Cameron Diaz is allowed to do and also boogie boarding which is I feel like it's desperately only for children I'm so proud of you I did something brave for children and then I went on the monkey bus which is also something I can do too (laughs) push me on the swing guys what were you talking about oh who cares who knows Oh, about, um, we're talking about renting. Oh, yes, we're talking about renting. So I am used to being treated like a piece of shit, but that's not okay. And I get really cross about the fact that I can never probably buy a house because I don't have a bazillion dollars. Yeah. And also it's awful that you get treated so differently when you're, everybody's paying so much money just yeah. to live. So tell me, Bron, like when, when you are... You're paying a real estate agent to rent out your house. How much money do they get? Oh, heaps. I thought I was like, I was like, oh, maybe a hundred. Like, they don't do anything, yeah. right? Like, because how often do you have to speak to your person? They well, just ignore, they just ignore you. me. So they don't do anything. So you might actually 
you might actually just email them, but they will not reply. I really feel like that wouldn't cost a lot of money for them to do, to ignore, but they do that. And so we, I, like I was amazed. I think it's it's like 5.5%. And they said to us, oh, we're giving you a discount because you bought with us. 5.5%, yeah. mate. Yeah, it's heaps. And they were, oh. like, they were like, we're giving you a discount because it's usually 7.5%. And we, I don't know, I didn't look up any of the stuff, but I was like, holy hell, for... For what? Like, for what, what are you is doing? It for? I do not know. I do not know. So we, and like, I'm sure it'll be all fine. I'm sure it'll be fine. But it's at that when we have, like, when we were looking for a house in Brisbane, we had to do it obviously from Victoria, and we were just con- uh, contacting real estate agents, and they were just so rude about it. it I was like, oh, it was compared. Like, yeah. they were fine. They weren't like yeah, calling me. But they weren't sending you presents and kissing yeah, your legs. Yeah, no one yeah. made me a cup of tea. No. <laughs> kissed any legs and I was like what so I just found that really different and I remember renting like as a when I was in my early 20s and a big share house and I remember them treating us like shit and I was like okay this kind of makes sense because everyone treats people in their early 20s like shit yeah you go, you know, everyone who's like got money or a bit older is just like, you know, nothing, you're an idiot, we're not doing anything. So I kind of expected that in my early 20s and our house was super dear that we were in and we nothing was ever fixed like the mm. bathtub all of the all of like the um lacquer or whatever was ripped off so it looked like it looked like a bath that you'd find in like a paddock oh or like yeah. a horror movie yeah or in your house actually <laughs> <laughs> and it and like in the like taps would break and um there was no door in my on my ensuite bathroom so we had a boyfriend how beautiful it's like do poos in front of each other <laughs> oh, yeah. i can't oh, believe that stink. relationship didn't work <laughs> And it was so there were so many things wrong with it, but we'd be like, Can you please, hey guys, da, 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 and they would just ignore us. And then one time we'd been in there for six months and they sent us a which wasn't at that time, this was so long ago, it was nine hundred dollars a week for the whole house. Which is so expensive. So much money. Oh my god. And then six months in they sent us a letter and saying the rent's now nine hundred and ninety dollars a week. Outrageous. We're like, um why? why? It was <laughs> really stretched as is, and then we had to go to VCAT and then VCAT was like, actually they're they're being dicks. But usually like who like there's so many people who wouldn't go to VCAT, they'd yeah, be like, like all oh, right, because it's hard and it's, it's labour. And I think they rely on that. They rely on you being like oh I'm a little dog going after a big dog like, yeah I'm just I'm gonna lose so I'm not even gonna bother like, yeah and I've tactic. shifted my life for this house yeah. like I you know I've moved everything in and yeah. it cost heaps of money to move house like and then you know if you've got kids my school my kids go to school down the road yeah. I've just worked out how to get to work oh fuck it I'll just pay the extra money yeah and they're just like, well, if you don't like it, you can leave. And that's the power that they have. It's terrible. Oh, I'm really, I am really sorry that you're dealing with that all the time. Because this is the thing. Like, I thought it was just, that was just saved for um, people in the early 20s. But it's not. You're almost 34. I know. Next week. <laughs> Next week. Oh, my God. And it was this week. It's this weekend. Yeah. Oh, God. I felt way better when it was next week. Yeah. <laughs> this is fine. Everything is fine. Um. And, uh, you know, I've been thinking a lot recently about, like, alternative forms of ownership. And I thought about, like, making a commune, like, you know, having, like, buying a plot of land with people and, like, being, like, building houses on it. And, and then, like, sharing food and sharing resources. And, like, it had this really beautiful idealistic mm. idea in my head of, like, all these, you know, raising our children together. And <laughs> and then I was like, this could go two ways. 
like the first way would be like it becomes this like really strange intense like anti-vax thing it becomes a cult i'm like i'll be the leader and then the other the other thing was like it becomes one of those like weird like gated communities like intense rules homeowner organizations and i was like i'll be the leader So both options, I will be queen. (laughs) I'm taking applications and your money. (laughs) And with your, like, impulsive nature, I reckon that's the worst role. (laughs) No. Send your applications to richwhitewoodenwoman at (laughs) gmail.com. I make all decisions and they're all really, con- like, they're really considered. They're very sensible. I We're make all wearing green pants yes. every day. <laughs> if you don't wear them, you will die. Now, no pants, no pants. I said no pants. My impulsivity is nuts. Last night I couldn't sleep. I was like, I need a Fitbit. And then I was like researching best smartwatches. I was like, I need a smartwatch. And then Great. I researched it for ages. And you know what I did, Bron? Bought one. No. Oh. I had a moment. I was like, this is not a sensible decision. I didn't yeah. buy one. Great. Right. so proud of me. Yeah, that is I'm studying a amazing. commune instead <laughs> i'm the leader i'm the queen <laughs> but yeah. i did it by well done. big step big step forward because i reckon for anyone the worst thing that the worst tool or the worst i guess thing that you have access to is online shopping yeah it's so and bad you're, because you're so impulsive and so every time i come over there's a package at the door mm. and i'm like wow you are not allowed to use online know, shopping anymore. No, it's very bad. You should just pay to get your house fixed, Claire. God's sake. <laughs> it is your responsibility as a tenant. Oh, it's my balance. So we are coming up to the hottest, most nudist part of the year. Yeah, it's called summertime. It's called summertime. Shakespeare named it. He's a very smart man. He's a linguist. <laughs> And we're also coming up to that magical time of the year where we get to sing Mariah Carey all year long because mm, I love that song mm, so much. It's everyone. the festive season. We're going to go to the beach. We're going to go in the bathers. And we're bombarded with advertisements telling us that we're fat pieces of shit. Yes. At the moment, it is insane. It is but we off the hook. We, we've talked about this before in an earlier podcast about how, um, or an earlier one, <laughs> the last one that we tried to do that no, failed. No, no. Another, another episode where we were just like, oh, look, is your Instagram really telling you all of these mixed messages? And I talked about how so much of mine is about um, – tell me so much about pregnancy and so much about like you know how to um like the best pregnancy swimmers and the best pregnancy like there's these weird like kind of like girdles for pregnancy now it's a weird time and yours you were saying that heaps of it was about online dating online dating yeah weight loss yeah and yeah. at the moment it is programs. weight loss is everywhere it is everywhere and this is because in australia and especially victoria we are coming out of a pandemic so we have what they like there's all these really cute names for it which is like um uh covid kilos the quarantine chub i made that up (laughs) (laughs) it's just so bad covid hips oh it's like covesity or something oh shit yeah i made that up and then it's so like all of these things are just saying like look this is definitely part of it and there's all of this understanding that it is definitely part of covid is we weren't able to exercise as much or we you know we had to comfort eat or we had you know it's horrible things happened where we just were like okay well, i'm just gonna have a piece of cake about it exactly eat your feelings and also it was a week like it was a really interesting thing the first lockdown everyone was like i'm gonna make homemade bread yeah i'm gonna make a homemade cake yeah and it was like this really generous like beautiful thing where yeah. we were like delving into our souls in our kitchens and then the next one was like i'm gonna eat a whole loaf of bread 
bread. <laughs> I'm gonna eat that. I'm gonna eat that whole cake. Why has it taken me so long? It's horrible. It's, I'm doing it anyway. No, but it's just the second that we've talked before about the kind of the changes in our mentality. Because the first one was like, oh, this is novel. And the second one is like, this is never gonna end. And everyone yeah. crumbled the second time around. It was around. such a different vibe the second time. It, it was just despondency. We were all despondent. But like, and, and part of that coping is for a lot of people is eating. And that's okay. And that's fine. But we came across this really compelling um, Twitter. (laughs) That's Shakespeare. Exactly. I think she's a rich wedding woman. Um, The Kathleen Turp. I think that's her very good name. So she has said, I am not looking forward to all that lose that quarantine wage New Year bullshit that's about to drop. So here's a reminder. Your body has been processing so much stress and trauma that if you are alive and healthy, you are good. Your body is good as it is. You are good. That is a great Compare and contrast, Bronwyn, with the weekly news updates from (sighs) news.com.au. They have a very lovely, helpful, really aggressive column called You Got This, and it's your weekly slice of fitness inspiration featuring tips and advice from a real woman who have experienced it all. From every woman. one, just one, (laughs) no more than one. And honestly, I have, I often read this because news.com.au is one of those things where you're sick of everything else, you're sick of looking at, or you're sick of you sitting in your own thoughts. You're like, I'm going to look at the worst news ever. (laughs) Yeah, I hate my life. I'm going to go to news.com.au. And so I'll go on there and it's often just such garbage. And I don't read about COVID stuff anymore. I can't do it. The fatigue, the fatigue. And so I will click on these, like these supposed to be super inspirational stories mm. you've you got this you got this even the name makes me so cranky it is so awful and also it's always mums it's always women mm-hmm. it's never it's never any never. other cohort um and it's always really like a mum with kids Mm-mm-mm. and it shames them there's always shame in like woman who spends you know 200 a week on takeaway because mm. she's a piece of shit loses 55 kilos and now she's happy yeah. It's so toxic. One of the one of the ones that they had this week was miserable mum's fifty three kilo weight loss secret. Oh. What does any of that mean? And I hate you news.com today. And just the shame that it carries. The twenty six year old said she consumed about three hundred dollars worth of takeaway food a week and often felt disgusted and embarrassed when she looked in the mirror. Uh, and what? so it's never it's all it's it, any so if you're feeling if you're looking bigger than her yeah that thing the message is you should also feel, feel a little bit ashamed and disgusted they're and such loaded words they are horrible this this i like this title single mum loses 55 kilos in three years <sighs> at least that's a normal time frame to lose that yeah, enormous exactly. amount of weight fine but that's at least fact, four kilos why can't they just say she <laughs> lost <laughs> Mathematician, <laughs> you definitely went to maths. I can't believe they did a carpenter. <laughs> Measure twice, cut three times. <laughs> I just nailed this in, no problem. Perfect. I can't believe I don't own the house. Where's my money? <laughs> so why did they have to mention she's a single mum? Like that is is that supposed to be like inspiration for other single mums? I think so. It's just, I think it's it's even worse. It's supposed to be this woman has five children yeah. and she lives alone. So if she can do it, you piece of shit, yeah. why aren't you? Yeah. I remember there was this meme a while ago, before memes are even a thing. It was a like a poster and it was supposed to be this inspirational poster. And it was this woman who was absolutely ripped. She was obviously like a fitness model and she had four kids around mm. her, like four tiny 
children. One was a baby that she was holding. And it's like the caption was like, what's, what's your, your excuse? Do you remember that one? Vividly. And it was like, fuck, how has she done it? And it's like, oh, that's her job. Yeah, it's like literally all she does all day long. And it's just, that's a really manipulative, awful thing to say because, of course, everybody would look different if they could Mm. exercise for eight hours a day and get paid to do it and and do nothing else. exercise for eight hours a day. Like, I probably could find much more time to exercise, but I don't want it right now. I don't really want it. I really enjoy it for my mental health, and I definitely feel better when I do it, but eight hours is cool cooked like i i want to do other things i want to build things out of wood <laughs> i'll get my woodwork out i want to make a hole in the wall <laughs> i'm a white wooden woman <laughs> so i do I, so this is the other thing it's like you you have time to do it you should do it it's like well do you want to do it yeah. and if you do want to do it great but also exercise looks different on so many people like you could be really really fit and weigh you know over 100 kilos and that doesn't mean that you are unhealthy it just means that that is what your body does and so it is it is uh, so all of these messages and all of these these inspirational posts always have like before and after photos yes so if it wasn't supposed to be um super contrived if it was just purely on inspiration it would just have maybe just their faces yeah, like showing exactly. that they were happy or like or something like why would they have to have them in their undies and they're always in their undies it's never like oh and this is what she looks like in her normal work where it's like no no this is her before photo holding a newspaper mm. looking so upset so sad they always look so miserable and they're always grinning and glowing in the next picture yeah you've got fake tan on everything is and like good on them I'm not I'm not I wouldn't suggest that they're not happy at the end I'm sure that losing or losing lots of weight and having heaps of energy and there's great things that come from losing weight but that's not the issue that we have no. the issue that we have is right now at the tail end of of 2020 the year that kicked us all in the dick the end of it that now they're saying oh you're not fat are you yeah so how do you had all that time at home oh why weren't God. you crossfitting exactly <laughs> why didn't you build a house it is so at the end of it we're like oh my god like i missed out on so many things yeah. Um, and we've all reflected on the things that we've missed out on. We've all had, you know, had these moments of grief where we're like, oh, this year was supposed to look like this. Or this year I was doing, like, you know, think about, like, even tiny little kids. Think about Stevie, who's supposed to have her first year of school this yeah. year. It was, a bit, it was not the way that a first not year ideal. should have been. <laughs> so everyone has kind of suffered in, to some degree. Not enormously all the time, but everyone has suffered to some, at some, some degree. So if you're feeling a little bit unsure of yourself or if you're feeling a little bit like, ugh, at this time of year, which most not most a lot of people do being like oh no it's Christmas time and I have to be you know go to the beach with my family or I have to you know jump in my auntie's pool with everyone around or all of these you know like these little like pangs of yucky feelings that come up um now all of the newspapers are jumping on they're shaming you and they're trying to sell something and there's a few the few things I want to touch on here the first thing is whenever you read something or see something that makes you feel bad about yourself. And if you can start from the top of your head, let's do a little measure down. Like there's not a thing in your body where there isn't some specific product or service to fix it, right? Mm -mm. Like from gray hairs and like natural, like my hair is naturally kind of frizzy wavy. Mm -hmm. Your hair is naturally very permed. (laughs) 
down to like the lines in our face, yeah. our natural eyebrows, the texture of our skin. Texture's bad. You know, we don't want that. We want perfect flawless. Like our teeth, mm. our, our, you know, our, the size of our lips, you know, mm. the, fat, the, the fat in our body, the smoothness of our skin, like hair, um, natural fingernails. Like you go, ev- like every single interview, there is something that is shamed, right? Yeah. And there is a product for it. So every time you, you see that, you, you like take a step back and think someone's trying to make money out of me. Yeah. This is not a real thing. And every single thing that you can touch on about yourself, I- inevitable changes that women, that people experience when they age, when they move, when they have children, when they're in the sun, you know, our bodies change and they've commodified that. Right. Mm. And, and it's, it's a system that, that, that creates things for us to feel bad about. So we spend money to try to not feel bad and what's even more broken is that pe- when women spend money on it and it's obvious that they've spent money on it they're shamed even more exactly you're like, not allowed to damned if you do you've got it it's got to be expensive right because it's so it's, subtle the expensive things are fucking subtle mm. it's just it's it's very it's very very stratified but here's another interesting tip not tip it's not a tip this is just a fact i can't wait for this tip it's a tip and a fact <laughs> it's all those things <laughs> Um, Can you that... build my house? I feel like you're qualified. Are <laughs> you Shakespeare? Lots of our building skills. <laughs> um, so um, I last week, for the first time in my adult life, I wore a bikini on the beach. Oh, wow. And As, I, first time in your adult life. First time in my adult oh, life. Wow. I've always worn sakini bathers. Wetsuits. Like wet I've always worn a caftan. <laughs> White ritual. Made out of wood. I've always loaded. <laughs> Um, and it was, and, and so I, um, hadn't shaved my legs. I like, it was a bit stubbly. I had a little bit of, um, like I, I trimmed my a beard. bikini. I had a, yes, I was, was wearing my Santa costume, but that aside, um, I had a little bit of like stubble around my bikini line and I felt glorious. And I was, I was hanging out with the guy I'm seeing on the beach and it just felt like it was sunny. It was a boogie morning. Oh my God. <laughs> the story great. was going so well. <laughs> it, was, it was so lovely and so free. And yeah. you know what he said to me? He's like, you look so hot. And I was like, I look, I look how I always look, but I'm confident. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm fine with my body being as it is. And I'm not looking around to see if anyone's looking at me. I'm not comparing myself to other people. I'm just on the beach. Yeah. And it was such a lovely experience. I'm like, like almost 34. I've never done before. Yeah, that is amazing. It was really amazing. Yeah, I would, that would be, because I, do you know what I, no, I notice more at the beach than anything else? is you know you can see women around me all the time that uh, all people around me just wearing normal swimmers regular swimmers fine i never have a moment to be like well that looks different the things that stand out to me the people who are wearing too much clothes at the mm. beach i'm like oh that's interesting and i understand why because they don't want to have their bodies out but i'm always like oh why is she wearing a t-shirt isn't she wearing swimmers like, yeah that's that, interesting that shame, to me. shame cover if it's not it's not like i, I know for some people like a, a level of modesty or comfort relies yeah. on wearing clothes more clothes and that's completely fine that's personal choice but a lot of the time it is a shame thing like mm. that they rush out of the surf and put t-shirt on and put a sarong on and cover themselves off and i've been that woman so many times i completely get it you're just convinced that you look horrendous and that everybody is looking at you 
But letting go of that, fuck, it was it was gorgeous. Do you remember when we were in our early 20s and we had, uh, there was a dress-up party at my house, an apres-ski dress-up party? Yeah, we've talked about this on we the podcast have, before. We have, but you had, we're wearing a, um, a, we were wearing... Leotard. Leotards. And you had, well, kept wearing sarongs over Yeah, because I, like, I was so horrified by my body. Yeah, I was like, Claire, we're, ice, we're figure skaters. <laughs> exactly. They don't wear sarongs. <laughs> I'm a disc figure skater. <laughs> Can I look at it's funny we we've we've dug up a photo of that and we've chucked it on the um on on our um Instagram and we'll put it in the stories again because it's a, it's a good memory to remember but I'm wearing this sarong and I'm I just remember that was a horrible night because I was so self-conscious. I am a beach ice skater. <laughs> Never heard of it. Look it up. But there's a really countering all of this conversation in the media. There was a really great article in the Guardian today about women who have gone through the lockdown and have been like, hold on, fuck it. I spend too much time on grooming. I spend too much time trying to make myself look better in the finger thingies. What am I making? Bunnies. Bunnies. Two bunnies. But all these women are talking about what it's felt like to just let go of things that they were they felt really really beholden to and one thing that really stuck with me is that that in iceland land of of when i was, fields. When I was in iceland this really struck me <laughs> so um this in the university of iceland by a lady who i will not know i'm gonna try dr asta johan spit that's that's bjork oh what Bjork say? It was perfect. I'm second to none. <laughs> so she did a six-year survey on female grooming habits, and um, she asked these university students to grow out their body hair, these women. And they had to document the emotional impact of just growing out their natural, natural hair. And they all said they felt disgusting and dirty and oh. ugly and that they hated themselves and their body. And they, and they unpacked it a little bit more. And they talked about puberty and how it's that stage of your life when you're taught to feel a lot of shame about your bodily functions. Like, remember when we were tiny and we were getting our period for the first time, the worst thing, the worst nightmare would be for somebody to know that you were bleeding. Mm, oh, That's like horrible. maximum shame. Or to be smelly, like to have smelly armpits or to have vaginal discharge, like all these things that are totally normal. And everyone has a secretion or something that comes out of their body or a smell but we're taught to be so embarrassed and ashamed of them all the time. And we carry that into adulthood. Yeah, I am grossed out right now. You are. You I are. am. I'm, uh, this is unsavory. <laughs> socialized. No, but I feel, I'm, I told you, I'm a really visual person. You are really, but the fact, that you res- but the fact that you respond to that with disgust is really interesting because you've learned that. Oh, just because I'm pregnant and my stomach turns very easily. <laughs> I know, but the fact that it's even turning at a natural bodily function but is really interesting. Yeah, but it's... The things that makes it turn like I think I was telling I think I've already told you one thing that um, I had to turn the telly off is when someone on the telly show said we have bigger fish to fry <laughs> yes it's okay, not very so rational that is it is gross, gross to me but like I, I mean just the just the idea that we're taught to you know feel so ashamed of things that are completely natural and normal. yeah yeah, and I'm, like, super excited about, like, uh, having a baby. And yeah. I understand that there's heaps of, like, pot- potentially what people would see is pretty pretty gross about that. But I'm really excited about that. So bodily functions often don't gross me out, but I know that a uh, shame that you would have with it. Mm. Uh, something that I find really interesting is when you go to the hospital to have a baby, when you are about to leave, a midwife or a nurse will come in and say, um, have you filled out your discharge forms? <laughs> and Brad's like, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, you are a pig. 
<laughs> Give me some space. You've just seen everything. God, they need to change that. You need to. They need to change that form to your departure form or get the fuck out form. Please don't use discharge <laughs> don't form. Discharge me. I'm like, what am I supposed to write there? But here's like here's another thing I was thinking about with this particular podcast is how much. So so very recently. Um, was it Scotland, Iceland, Ireland? It was a land. It was a land of many The one that people. you just spoke to. No, about. a different one. I did just speak to Iceland. You're absolutely right. <laughs> Bjork, um, listen to me. I think it was Scotland. I should really do more research. Has been the first nation to make menstrual Scotland. products free. Scotland. So, and I thought about that. I'm like, fuck, like we have spent so much money being ashamed uh, and making, do, buying things to make other people feel comfortable, right? Mm-mm. Like, and, and I mean, like there's a, there's a practice called free bleed. It's really interesting where you just let yourself bleed, mm. like as nature intended, right? Mm. And a lot of younger women are embracing it. It's a real, it's a real big thing for like your teenagers and stuff. They're just like, this is what my body does. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to be ashamed of it. I'll clean it up, like so other people aren't comfortable. But this is what my body does. Yeah. I think it would just be. I find I reckon that would be quite uncomfortable mm. to, for the like. I wouldn't be embarrassed or disgusted if I saw someone oh, not like at that. All. But I would not. I personally would not want to do that. Yeah, I think. But I'd like it's just because we've learned. Like when we were young, the only things you could have are tampons and pads, and now there's like so oh, many, so many things. things. There's like undies that you can wear. There's yeah. like cups. There's all these options and Period undies. Yeah, such a genius invention. A bloke I used to work with came to work one day and was like, "Look at the craziest robbery at my house." Um, someone broke into our backyard and stole my wife's period undies. Oh my god! I was like, "Well, that has turned my stomach." It was a vampire. <laughs> oh, yucky! But it is, yeah. So I reckon. Um, oh, do you remember there was an ad in? I think it was in the nineties or at least the two thousands, and there was called. It was around that time. Um, it was uh, white skirt confidence. Oh yes, Do you remember? Oh, awful. Yeah. Is it white pants confidence? Yeah. Or white skirt it was confidence? for like Libra or one of yeah. the period advertisements. And there was like this really chipper lady wearing white pants or white skirt. skin tight, which you're not going to okay. fucking wear when you got your period. Exploded. Oh, yeah. I'm going to get fucking like French onion dip all over those motherfuckers. <laughs> so <you get> tears. <laughs> tears, exactly. <laughs> Mascara everywhere. <laughs> and she stood up. She was just like, just glowing, just so happy, just ecstatic to be wearing her favorite white skirt. <laughs> and they're like, you too could have white skirt confidence. And I was like, I never want white yeah, skirt confidence. I don't confidence. want that either. She looks unwell. You look wooden. <laughs> Pilates. You're late. <laughs> God, we have been all over the shop. What do you mean? I have no idea. We followed the script to a T. To a T, T, T. But where get your bikinis out? It's fucking lovely. Yes. Yeah. I was gonna buy. I was gonna buy um, maternity uh, swimmers, mm. but then I was like, why? I just wear a bikini. Yeah, just let it out. It's beautiful. I you made always. Person. Oh, I, I often wear bikinis because I don't. I don't. I've never been that scared of them. Hmm. But I don't like. I, it'll be fine. There'll yeah. be things flopping out everywhere. But, but it's who okay. cares? No, nah, no one. Let's stop caring, everyone. That Fuck would it. be just like that. We've cured you. Just fix it. We fixed it. You're welcome. Congratulations. <laughs> I'll contact <laughs> Rupert Murdoch and ask him to stop posting those things because no one cares. Rupert. I tell Kevin Rudd that Germany is saved. <laughs> Angela, <laughs> get back to reformers Pilates. <laughs> Clean Put the walls. On your <laughs> Oh, shivers. Uh, so as of very soon, we will be recording in two different states. 
Two different physical and emotional states. Mm. Not but just emotional. But I reckon most of our podcast has been remote. Like I've had to re- re- record from my house. You record yeah, from my house. It's so same we're place. good at it's it. It's going to be exactly the same. You guys will be so chuffed. You know. won't even know. Except I will sound smarter. Smarter. And, and smarter and much more sunshiny. And I'll sound lonelier. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, LOL. LOL. We've been good, Sheilas. We love you guys. Bye.